Mifflin Knights, and welcome back to another episode of The Office Sleepy Time Podcast, where I'm here to help you fall asleep. Uh, yeah, I know I call it ASMR, but as many people have pointed out in the reviews, this isn't technically ASMR, but the idea is there. Tonight we're on Goodbye Toby, Season 4, Episode 18, the season finale of Season 4, the best season of The Office in my humble opinion, but it has been a while since I've revisited any seasons beyond six, and so we'll get there somewhere in 2022, maybe, let's see, one week, yeah, holy cow, wow, we got a long way to go, but hey, that's not a bad thing, uh, let's see, oh, oh, did you notice that the intro sounded a little bit different? I wanted to say thank you to uh, somebody. I doesn't really say in here, but earlier in the week there was a review on iTunes, five stars. Thank you very much. Uh, oh no, I lost it. Let me find it. Where is it? Ah, because this is what it was. Wouldn't stop me from five star review. And in the review, it was mentioned that, uh, you know, it helps sleep and everything. Uh, somebody, but they said, is there any way to remaster the track at the beginning? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The second note of the theme music sounds so much louder than the rest of it. Even if it's at the start of getting to bed, it takes me longer than one episode. It's sonically jarring. So, I did that exactly that. As I always say in every episode, your feedback is appreciated. Uh, you know, whether it comes from an iTunes review or from Twitter. Twitter DMs are open and you guys are so kind. You, everybody is so kind. And so I did that. Uh, let me know what you think. If you, if that was bothering you, uh, cool. So that's all set. And of course, all feedback is is uh, appreciated because the next review was a two-star review uh, titled "Ooh, So Uncomfortable. So, uh, hey, I'll take any of it. I don't know if anybody's listening this far. Uh, whatever. But I also want to say welcome to so many of you who seem to be coming over from, uh, you know, after Netflix dropped the show. There's definitely been a a spike as people are trying to find a way, maybe not around it, but, um, you know, it's not as easily accessible, I don't know, I think I talked about this, I, I thought about this last night, is that I literally cannot think of almost anything I've said in this podcast over the past one year plus, like as soon as I stop recording or as soon as I like post the episodes it's like completely blanked out from my memory I can't remember a single thing that I say in most of the episodes because it's just you know stream of consciousness thought like I don't write anything down like if you ask me about any of the intros that I talked through certain things or if you or like what I said during the show I, I have absolutely no idea it's kind of like a weird weird time capsule that I would have uh, to go back and listen to it, because I also, you know, I don't listen to myself to fall asleep, so I have no idea 
I have no idea what's in these episodes, but I'm I'm conscious enough to not say things that would be retrospectively problematic. But anyway, so we're in Goodbye Toby. Tonight's episode aired on May fifteenth, two thousand eight. This is a supersized episode, so between my uh, rambling here in the beginning and the episode, this will be a nice long one for those of you who need it. It was directed by Paul Feig, written by Paul Lieberstein and Jennifer Salata. Cinematography by Randall Einhorn. Edited, I think the entire show was edited by David Rogers uh, and Dean Holland, so... That is not a surprise there. So we'll get into the episode, and I'm excited. So I'm excited to wrap up season four. And, you know, I, I remember... I'm, I'm not sure why this is the case. I think it's because of the timing in my life that I was watching The Office. But, you know, I can very vividly remember most storylines and episodes from the first five seasons, like... If you if you give me a, a storyline, or if you give me uh, a certain quote or something about the show, I can tell you generally what episode it's from. But then beyond that, uh, you know, season six came out. Uh, you know, some of the later seasons is when I was in college and um, started my adult life, and I think. It was just like so specific because I was the same way. I know I've said this before. I was the same way with Scrubs, is where I was watching it so often, all the time, that, uh, you know, I could tell you what episode nearly any quote was from. Um, but a lot of that, a lot of that memory has now been replaced by other things. And I think there was a, there was a couple of reviews that I saw where they said. Uh, the review said, oh, well, I was annoyed by the, the Scrubs thing, um, and then I watched it. I don't know. I think I said it. I, I definitely mentioned that in the last episode. So, um, yeah, I've been doing Scrubs again as well, and so if you're looking for more of me rambling, I, ha I post those on Mondays, and then uh, Fridays is the Office ASMR. I'm way more, I'm way behind on Scrubs, you know, Scrubs only in season one, and then in this show definitely takes priority because I have a much larger base, and I think it's more popular now than Scrubs is. I think I think The Office has been uh, in total more popular than Scrubs ever was, which is rightfully deserved. So let's get into the episode here. Goodbye, Toby, and we start off. With a cold open of Dwight's cell phone, little flip phone, uh, oh, attached to Jim's Bluetooth headset. Look at that classic Bluetooth headset. It's like the little Motorola inch and a half long single ear. I bought so many of those stupid Bluetooth headphones. Jim said, hey, I, you know, Dwight left his phone on the desk, and I paired it to my phone. Hey, is this Dwight? Oh, you sound sexy, says Pam. 
You're not talking to Dwight, you're talking to Jim. I'm confused. Give me your earpiece. Unsanitary. I will reprogram my phone to go to my office phone. That flip phone, even though I think that flip phone, even when this came out in 2008, would have been a little, little pushing. Oh, I forwarded his desk phone to mine. Hello, Walter. Good news, I'm married. Now Dwight smashes his phone as it continues to ring. There's not, there's not a lot of cell phone usage in the office overall. Even, I guess in the yeah, because even in the later seasons, there's like the the one scene with Jim playing basketball and he's got a flip phone and this is like way into the smartphone era and I think that was a very conscious decision we start off with an uh, early morning shot of Michael's car parked alone in the parking lot this is a good day I just have a feeling that today is one of those days you'll remember for the rest of your life it's already begun until his horribleness leaves the building set my watch alarm. Ping. Kelly gives Toby a, a big hug. How do you feel? I feel weird. The only thing on the agenda is the status of Toby's going away party. Buttercream cake and a slideshow. We have two pictures of him. Toby is going away. Forever? We need to do something very, very special. In New Orleans, we have a parade, a band. You want us to throw Toby in New Orleans' funeral? If the devil were to explode and evil were gone forever, what sort of party would you have? A peach blowout. Toga. Angela's very upset. You have a nice, modest plan, and you're demanding the world. There's no money for anything other than a cake and some loose wads. Michael says, I thought you might say that. Then he pulls his shoe out to the table, takes out the insole. Every year, my grandmother sends me a $50 check. Lately... They've been sending me like nine or ten checks a year. Nana. We saw, or we, yeah, we did see Nana already when she was uh, the investment group. Michael, buy a motorcycle. Put the money in my shoe. I forgot about it until now. I used to keep money when I, because I had like, I used to get my dad's old smartphones. And this was like, this was way pre-iPhone. So my dad would always get new phones and then he would break them or something and he'd give them to me. And I, they all, remember they used to, original, real OG phones, right? They had batteries or battery packs and I would fold up money and put it behind the battery. I don't even know how it fit. That's just how like, 
big and bulky a lot of these devices were and um, I used to keep money in there I don't remember how much I, I don't know I don't know how much it came in handy as an emergency but the thought of keeping a few thousand dollars in my shoe sounds very uncomfortable so we just had Holly walk in and get introduced to Pam and now we have Toby showing her around the office Kelly snooping on that a little bit and we have a shot of Pam very excited at her desk and goes to give Jim a kiss in the break room she says guess you just got into Pratt what did I say they would love those sketches big hugs when do you start skim the list came in to get a snack busy morning says Jim I had to go to New York for three months and I think this is like classic sitcom stuff right just give a character an event a life event where they have to leave but their job is going to be so accommodating that they can leave and come back at any time when in in most realities that was that will not happen i think we know that there was a trend in uh in tiktok for a while where it was like tell me you're an american tell me you work in america without telling me you work in america i'm not going to bring up any trauma because uh, this is a sleep podcast but um you know pam was just describing the program and says you know i think this is the first time i've ever said perfect in here you know and it's a talking head and also to note, this is something that we learned in the office, ladies, right, is if um, if a character is sitting in their talking head and they're in front of a window to the outside world, that is an indicator that the character is on a path to actually leave the office or like, you know, get out or escape the office versus using interior shots where it faces inside the office. That's just an incredible detail. That is not necessary, is not... Um, like there's so many aspects of that where it doesn't enhance or detract. It doesn't detract from the story if you don't know that, but it enhances you, it for you as a viewer. And it also is so... It's like symbolic in a way that is interesting for the characters and an interesting way to understand you know, how much care and attention went into the show. So now we have Michael and, and Dwight have been spying on Toby, saying um, things about Toby and Holly as they walk through the office. Michael wants to sell her a hall pass, a little, or a, an elevator pass, a little bit of hazing. Phyllis now looking for an anti-gravity machine. They make you feel lighter. Antidepressant. Phyllis. Okay. Toby would like to introduce Michael to his replacement. They hire 
hired a female Toby. Thank you for creating two of you. My job is to make the office fun. Yours is to make the office lame. We have an eternal struggle. Spoiler alert, I'm gonna win. Man, some doesn't like HR. What did you do to him? He tortured me with his awfulness. She says, I nearly fell asleep when he gave me the tour of the files. And you can see Michael's face right there. He's like, oh my goodness. What is happening right now? Oh, Michael, Michael. You can see right there. Michael has a very strong prejudice on human resources. What I fail to consider is that not all monsters are bad. Like E.T. Is Holly our extraterrestrial? Or maybe she is an awesome woman from this planet. But you can just see on that, that scene, that's a great scene. Creed. Creed gets an introduction. And she says, I look forward to learning what you get to do here. Creed freezes and says, excuse me. She's asking about stuff that's nobody's business. What do I do here? I don't know. I don't know how much I like this scene. The scene where he says quality afterwards. I don't know. There's like a lot of weird Creed stuff or like crazy out there stuff. But I don't know why this one always bothered me. Not like it really matters. Oh yeah. So now we have Dwight introducing or uh, saying, "Hey, here's Kevin. He's here on a special work program. He's slow in his brain." Hazing is a fun way to show a new employee she's not welcome or liked. Holly, Human Resources. Oscar, Angela, Kevin. Kevin says, I do the numbers. This is when Kevin really starts to slide into, like, meme or, um, just, like, bad territory. Explaining, he keeps Eminem at his desk. If we hung Holly from the ceiling, he'd kiss underneath of her. Michael, very nervous. Angela, not having it. Are you real or are you a hologram? Are these guys boring your ears off? Yeah, you can tell Michael's in full nervous mode. Michael says, I should make you a mix for your commute. Do you have a CD player? Oscar's kind of like, what is going on right now? It's weird because, it, like, I have a 2019 vehicle and it has no, it has no disc drive, it has no CDs. I mean, there's an aux cable, but... It's like, that's how far we've come, is that cars being sold in 2008 almost certainly still had tape decks. Pam was giving Toby a, a picture of the office, but Toby wants a picture.
Pam, but Toby doesn't have a camera, so he runs out of the door. Presumably, go get a camera. Alright, Jim got a fax, closing a big sale. Congratulations on doing your job, says Ryan. Be a team player here, Jim. Log in the website. Boom, boom, boom. Jim, I think that's a reference to the last episode when he sold the the uh, the golf guy. So now we have Michael doing a mix for Holly. I am downloading some N3P music for Holly. Looking for perfect songs for two lovers. Oh, levels. Welcome to Scranton, and I love you. Jim says, let's start with the I love you part. And of course, he called Jim in because Jim is a romantic. He is not a jerk, and I will defend that to my dying day. Love at first sight, says Michael. It was when he heard her voice. It was love at first see with my ears. I think I am a romantic. Oh yeah, so Jim says, look, I have some experience with office romance. Pam, we're still dating. I took it slow. Too slow. This thing with Holly is a lot like love to me. You don't say that out loud, and you definitely don't say it to her. Michael, you can court her as you get to know her. Pam and I, we got to know each other right out there. We joked around at my desk, and our first meal was in the break room, separate tables, and First time we kissed was right outside. You can get to know someone really, really well, like I did, right here at work. Jim closes the Coverton door. I was thinking fireworks at the party, Phyllis. I wanted to pay for fireworks. Um. I'm gonna miss Toby. He's a heck of a guy. Doesn't matter. Here's a check. Or no, a bunch of cash. Jim, a huge smile, says, Look, I'm gonna propose tonight. Holy crap. And now we're back in the break room. Kevin deciding what a snack is going to be from the vending machine. Holly walks in very gently. Kevin can't decide what to get. I like pretzels. I really like chips. And it is, I think it's a very delicate line like to walk where it's like you don't want Kevin to play too much of a of an idiot and you don't want Holly to treat him 
pretty much like a special person. And the line they have to walk is like, oh, you know, you want, you need Kevin to feel like she's coming on to him. And Kevin is gonna like, is like kind of working into her. Kevin says, look, I'm totally gonna bang Holly. She's into me. Now we got a scene in the hallway with Jim on the phone. And he's like, look, Ryan, I don't know what's going on with you. I'm going to fight back. Keep trying to push me out of this place. But guess what? I'm not going anywhere. It's the first time you, like, really see Jim stand up or angry like that. Like, I can't think of a scene like that prior to this. Um, but we don't know what happens next. Uh, so we have Michael now back in the annex. Holly on the floor. Michael says, we have chairs already put together. We buy them that way. And uh, Holly has disassembled part of the chair. And she took the whole chair apart. And that is me on the floor. Woman, sequel. Woman stands at desk and works. A little smile. Michael's impressed with her ability to sit. It does like a weird uh, Yoda impression about sitting on the floor. And then Holly is like, eh. But then she does it right back. Pass curvy metal piece, you will. And Michael's like, oh my god. So the scene of that really just happened. Michael asks if Holly isn't town this weekend. Michael's not going to be in town. Going out of town. Holly says, you can't make my orgy. Acting. Acting. This is a perfect scene. Underrated scene. Michael goes to Jim and says, look, I did it. Talk to Holly. Pleasantries. Nothing about like, do you want kids or anything? Or like, what side of the bed? Michael says, I could take either side of the bed. I want to kiss her. <laughs> Dude, I'm so, I'm so glad you didn't. Michael, Michael, seems like he just ran a marathon. He's like, he's like, really? Really living. Phyllis, you look like you're going to have a heart attack. Can I have a list of your vendors? I shredded it. Phyllis. Phyllis is now. There's a power grab. Oh, books on the floor. Boom. What a great scene. This is a great episode. Paul Feig, Paul Lieberstein. Nailing it. Alright, we got Toby coming back to his disassembled chair. Michael suggests he goes home and come back later. Toby says we had to do the exit interview. You know, I don't I don't know about you, but there were a few times in high school where I like went home during lunch. Isn't that the weirdest 
this feeling. It's like you're in your own house, but you know it's temporary. I, I, I can work. And even if I lived close to, I mean, this is all pretty, everybody living and working in their own house, but if I, like, went home to, like, grab lunch, I, I don't know, it, like, wouldn't feel like my house. I'd be, like, in, I'd, like, take my shoes off, but I'm wearing my clothes from work, and I, I, I don't know. I feel, I'm feeling very uncomfortable with the thought of that, but, uh, Michael's very much been looking to this forward to this moment. Just steeped in anticipation. Toby's been cruising for bruising for 12 years. I'm now his cruise director. My name is Captain Bruising. The excitement Michael is showing is palpable. Of all the idiots in all the idiot villages and all the idiot world, you stand alone, my friend. Just a little extra interview with Toby. Have you seen the bailer? Go take a tour. This is part of Holly's job is to be at the extra interview. And Pam to take minutes. Hi Pam, stay. This is Toby. Questions from the binder. What would you improve about Dunder Mifflin? No, 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 no. I'm just reading it out loud. in there. Suck on this, it says. That's a rock. With a post-it note. What the hell is that? Hey, what the hell is going on here? Who thought it would be hysterical to give Toby a rock? Dwight says, you made me wrap it. I thought it was over the line. That is a sight. Sight. My gift is forthcoming, Pam. 
Interesting. That is so sweet. I want to set it to Costa Rica time. There's a little bit of a commotion out in the office. And you have a, a super classic scene, or a super classic look of YouTube. Ryan says, uh, Ryan's being taken out from jail. Oscar is saying, look, we were doing our business, and the website was double-logging it, and they were misleading the shareholders in fraud. Oscar says the real crime, though, was the beard. Joey says, I cannot wait to visit Ryan in prison. All the other prisoners are going to be like, damn, Ryan, you hot ex-girlfriend. I would have never treated her so bad when I was outside of prison. Jim asks Pam to connect him to Ryan. Disregard that last voicemail, because you have your hands tied. Good luck. Good for Jim. Toby says we don't do any executive. Tolly. Michael says, look, I'm just worried about my friend. He's a little bit emotional. I have a business to run. You can let yourself be upset, he's your friend. Holly is sweet and simple, like a lady baker. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that she had worked in a bakery before coming here. She has that kind of warmth. I'm pretty sure she's baked on a professional level. Now we got the office coming out to, to the parking lot. Got Bob Vance. I never noticed Bob Vance standing there. We got a, a NASA moon bounce, a Ferris wheel, and Daryl rocking out some uh, rocking out music. Look at our parking lot. Pam spots some fireworks. Looks at the camera. He, she, she's off in the corner. So does Jim gonna propose tonight? Is he? Is he gonna do it? Holly says, "I couldn't see a feature there. It was easy to get in, but impossible to rise up." And Michael stops himself from a "That's what she said" joke. Now we have Meredith. Breaking into Holly's, Holly's car. We have Moe's with a raccoon. And it's, it's Moe's, Meredith, and Dwight. Moe's runs. There's a raccoon in the car, Dwight. Playful hazing. Wait, I want you to look at Holly right now. 
we are all very lucky to have her here. She is the best thing that has happened to this company since World War II. It's not rabid, says Dwight. Feels so welcome here. Michael, oh, yeah, she like touches his arm, and Michael's like, Look, did you see that? Jim didn't believe in Chug, or Jan didn't believe in Chug's affection. So I don't know how to react when a girl touches me. I like it. And it was, it was like, Holly, like, put her hand on his shoulder. Mrs. Vance, we're all out. Phyllis asked Kevin to go buy some barbecue sauce. As Kevin hops into his, is that his Zuzu? Kevin, you drive, do you drive your own car? Kevin's like, okay, bye. Holly says, I'm really proud of you. Yes, this is definitely the... It's like Kevin was always a little bit of a caricature, but now it's like really, really going. Michael, shout out to Phyllis for this awesome party. Best one we've ever had. This is... I, I literally... So Michael's on the microphone right now. I literally cannot hear the Super Tramp song. I'm not thinking of this, and I don't think I'm alone. Michael's done songs like Mirrors in Heaven, Total Eclipse of the Fart. I'm not going to be doing that today. I'm going to be doing something I wrote for Dope. Goodbye, stranger, super tramp. It was early morning yesterday. I was up before the dawn. Toby, he is a calming presence in the office. It's been nice. Hope you find your paradise. Don't tell him I said this. Sally's story is kind of cute. No pain. Toby. Toby. Toby Barry's going away. Yeah. So good. Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby. Not bad, says Holly. Michael says, too soon. It's very sexual. Kevin, where are you? Oh, oh, that's right. Kevin says, hey, I'm at Garrity's. I 
need you to come to the store. Hurry. He's at Garrity's. Supermarket. Oh, Holly's like, what big party? Drive into the supermarket? Big day for him. Don't move a muscle. Alright, finish your drink and uh, okay, I'll be back. Holly's definitely, uh, look, Holly's into it too. Now we got Kevin walking out of the store with Jan. Hello, Jan. We're in the middle of a party. I think you kids have a lot to catch up on. Because Jan is pregnant. And he completely freezes. I can't believe it. You never touched my Accutane or my Propecia, did you? Michael is so deliriously happy because you're pregnant. It obviously happened when we were together. Jan says you are not the father. Michael, there's like a moment of silence and Michael says, I asked you you specifically not to cheat on me. Jan did not cheat on him. She went to a donor. It's not mine. It's not somebody else's. I know the toilet seat thing is a myth. You are cautious to condoms. You want somebody else's than mine? This is a really, really great place. I'll bring you the catalog. It's right next to that breakfast place you like. Hi, hop. Hi, hop. Jan says, look, if I was 22 and I had lots of time, let's have Michael have a shot at one. But I need to make this one count. Jan is like, look, I got my Lamaze class. You can come. sex and I want to have kids. I always thought those two things would go hand in hand. And now it's one or the other. Now we got Jim and Pam in the back of the parking lot with fireworks and a nice little blanket. All the couples together, we got Phyllis and uh, Bob 
advance until we just sell them. Angela says, I hope you had fun today. You're never throwing a party again, Phyllis. And there's a shot of Jim pulling a rake, pulling a uh, something out of his pocket. Oh, it's a, I didn't notice he has like a five o'clock shadow because it's nighttime in the office. Jim, very nervous, says, hey, and right as he does that, Andy says, I was writing for the right time to do this. I can't think of a better time than right now. Music, our friends, fireworks, my parents are here. wild Jim puts his away and he says I've been carrying that around for six years and then we need to meet the right girl tonight with the fireworks and the music he was right Kelly wants to be the bridesmaid. Dwight's pretty heartbroken. He says it was my own fault. Tuna. I'm engaged. Mr. Andrew Bernard. Got a nice ring to it. Toby says, look, we never got our picture. Because he went and bought, is it a disposable camera? I don't know, digital. It's like a big, it's like a big Canon camera. Pam, your smile is weird. You can see that Pam's, a try, Pam's really trying to muster a smile, but is disappointed. Pam says, I just really thought he was going to propose to me. He missed something really big. And you proposed to one of your accountants. I can see him proposing to Angela. I can also see him proposing to Oscar. Holly's like, look, I'm still pretty hungry. You want to go and get some dessert? Michael says, you should go to the quieter diner. Ask Stanley, he practically lives there. 
Kevin will go to the diner with Holly. We can go eat pie. I love pie. I want to see that spinoff episode of when Holly and Kevin go to the diner when Holly thinks that, or when Kevin thinks that Holly's gonna. Go away. Oh, my. Holly's like, look, I'm gonna go buckle Kevin in. Now we got Toby looking at pictures. And we have Hank coming to walk him out. Corporate policy. Alright, security guard, get out. Now you got Toby's watch beeping. Because Michael had set the timer. Now we have Michael on the phone and says, Hey Jan, I'm going to go to your Lamas class tomorrow. If there's any details, let me know. Like, what exactly Lamas is. That would be great. I'll see you tomorrow morning. shut down the parking lot. Phyllis says, party planning is like a runner shy. And then she's walking out of the elevator into the office. She hears something. And back in accounting, you've got Angela with Dwight. 